Hello, 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 guys. It's your girl, Rachel Real, coming to you with another episode of You Ain't Crazy. You Ain't Crazy is a podcast where I give support and validation. Um, I'll talk about that because at one time I took that out, but really giving support to individuals who have found themselves in a narcissistic relationship. And you don't know what's going on. You don't know if you're coming or going. You don't know. You might be in one. You might not. We're going to talk about it on this podcast. Like I said, I give support to individuals who have found themselves in in what they might think is a narcissistic relationship or what they know is one. So I get out here and I walk and talk. You may hear anything in the background as far as nature is concerned. I do these unedited video or uh, audios, I should say, um, which is live unedited, uncut, organic, you know, um, podcasts, or like I said, audios. I'm walking and talking. It's kind of hot out here today. If if I sound a little short-winded, it's because I am walking while I'm talking and might be going up a hill or something like that, you know, but at the end of the day, it's just about getting an end. You know, you got to start somewhere, right? And keep it going. So that's what this podcast is all about. I hope you guys are having an amazing weekend so far. And, ah, um, yeah, so you'll hear cars riding by, birds chirping, dogs barking. Like I said, anything that you can imagine can, anything positive going on outside, right? That's what's going on on my podcast. I have some things coming up, as I mentioned in another episode, as far as my book, as far as my YouTube channel, um, putting more time into that so that I can build a platform where we can have conversations and questions, get your questions answered, things like that, because I know what it's like going through, going through, going through it with a person who's a narcissist, you know? I've talked about it in enough episodes, and this is series three I'm going into with these episodes, just really, really holding us accountable and raising more awareness, but more focusing on this series. I want to focus more on the survivors, the thrivers, the victims, you know, things you can do to get out of it because we've talked enough about the narcs, but things you can do to get out of that situation or to help you manage it. That's what this is about you know so i've joined the community as i mentioned before with other content creators who's raising awareness about this personality disorder what it looks like and things like that um i am a thriver from being in a five-year narcissistic relationship (coughs) excuse me didn't know what was going on you know all of it was new news to me and i had to research and research because the help just wasn't there And I didn't even know what kind of help to look for because I didn't know what I was dealing with, you know, because the person had an alcohol addiction as well. Didn't know that because he's a high functioning alcoholic or when I was with him, I don't know what he does now or don't do really don't care one way or another. Don't wish any ill upon the man. But again, that's not my responsibility nor my concern. So my concern is, is making sure I'm telling others about this thing and helping you as best as I can by using my platform to speak out about what I went through and to speak out about 
the experiences, you know, of others or anything that I come across, any information that I feel can be helpful to that community out there of victims and survivors who need the support. That's what this is about, you know. I am a life coach helping individuals to reach their relationship goals. I'm also, like I said, a thriver from being in a five-year narcissistic relationship. I didn't know what I was dealing with. I did the work, and I'm here to help you to do the same. I'm very informal. I feel that, for me, it's more important to get the information out there, you know, and be, instead of making you wait, because tomorrow is not promised to none of us, you know, and I have a voice. I have the experience because I got through it, you know, and anybody who's ever dealt with someone who battles alcohol addiction as well as uh, narcissistic personality, it was a toxic situation, which explains why I almost lost my damn mind. It explains it, you know? So now that that disclaimer, oh, it's out there. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. I'm not a therapist, counselor, psychiatrist, psychologist, or anything of the like. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, like I said, I do this unedited, no notes, walking and talking, you know, about these topics to make sure I get it done because I do have a life outside of this and this is my mission. It is my calling. So I want to stay committed to doing it, but at the same time, your girl got to pay bills, right? You know, so I got to make sure I'm doing what I need to do, you know, and I don't want people to have to wait on getting information because you don't have, you know, the means to be able to do so, the economic means. So we're going to talk about that. But now that this disclaimer is out there, let's get into today's message that I have for you, you know. And again, you know, my topics can be random. You know, I'll I'll pray in the morning. I'm like, God, okay, what what should I tell the people today? You know, what kind of message should I give? And that's how I'm led, you know, to speak on certain things. And hopefully those who need to hear it will come across my podcast and listen. And hopefully you find value in things that I'm saying that it can help you because I know when I was going through it definitely just hearing something like that where somebody just seemed like a real person and they got it made me feel a lot better and it gave me the motivation that I needed in order to continue to putting in the work you know so that's why I do what I do you know production will get better as time goes along Um, I'm learning more about production but again I want to keep my costs down because I'm not I just don't feel led to put a dollar amount on helping someone you know i want you guys to be able to just find a way to listen and also be heard as i stated once i build my youtube channel out um it's already started but i want to do a little bit more or have an opportunity set out block out some time to be able to sit down and engage with people over on that platform and let other people engage with each other create that safe space where you can um, either call in or communicate in the chat to just get the support you need and the end, get, get your questions answered, you know, because a lot of the times when you got to pay for certain things, times t- the time runs out, you know, 
So, yeah, we're, we're just going to have that. Well, I know it's not a conversation because I'm talking, but I want to speak on that today. Speak to it where you don't have to wait, you know, don't wait to feel like, oh, because I don't have the money for therapy because therapy can be very expensive. And at the end of the day, we are in a recession, you know, or it feels like one at least and recession, inflation, gas prices are high, food prices are high, rent is high, car, car, per- car purchasing is high, real estate is high, you know, buying a house, everything is just, the prices are just up, up, up. So unfortunately, mental health, when it comes to people being able to afford, you know, $100, $300, whatever people charge, to, for, for, to listen, you know, it can break the bank. And I want to see people feeling like, oh, I can't afford it. So let me just stay in this mess. No. Or let me not get the help that I need because tomorrow is not promised. That can be your breaking point, you know. And then when you're sitting up there and you're trying to schedule a session and you don't know that you're dealing with a narcissist and you're waiting for someone to diagnose them, they will be so manipulative in a session, and use up your time. I had that experience. I talked about it in my other episode. Where my time, fortunately, this was one of the free sessions that was offered through anybody who's familiar with EAP, which is an assistant, excuse me, employee assistance program where they offer, some companies will offer you um, so many sessions, five sessions, 10 free sessions. Look into it because some of y'all might have that. Um, where you can talk to a therapist or a counselor, but just be aware that all of them are not created equal and all of them do not know about narcissism or they don't talk about it at least. So it goes back to, again, you got to be your own advocate. And that's today's topic. Be your own advocate, you know, be the manager, be the administrator of your situation. Don't wait for someone to tell you something that's going on in your house. No one knows but you. That's why the narcissist can be so manipulative to other people and lie when you know the truth. And very often we'll find ourselves feeling the need to explain our situation to someone to try to prove yourself right. While there's that's too much damn work. No, as long as you know, that's all that matters. Because guess what? You got a whole world in community and family, whatever you want to call us, who supports you. We know what's going on. That's why content creators like myself, like DET on MPD, like Dr. Romney, um, the whistleblower, um, even mental illness, who's a narcissist, diagnosed narcissist. You know, you have and many, many, many more. Find who resonates with you. But these folks have YouTube channels. They've also, they're creating podcasts where you can listen. So that's it, you know. And a lot of them will offer you, will allow you to put comments in the chat. And your your questions will get answered, y'all. I'm telling you, it's like, it's very therapeutic. Just like you feel like self-medicating, which is not good. You know, if you self-medicate with shopping or you're self-medicating with um, gambling or drinking or any kind of substance abuse, you know, pills, whatever the case may be, those aren't, 
those things are not good for you. So at the end of the day, you don't want to, hi, good morning. You don't want to self-medicate, you know? Take that time that you're doing to do that stuff and put the time into listening to content creators who are speaking about narcissistic abuse, you know, raise your discernment. They're bringing, they're raising awareness about this personality disorder. And there are different types of narcs. You know, you'll have an opportunity to engage with people who are going through the same thing you're going through or have gone through it and they're working it out. So you're not alone. Those of you who are still dealing with this thing, you're not alone. You know, you just got to manage it yourself. Put your managerial skills on, turn it on, you know, and get yourself through this thing. And definitely if you have kids, because, you know, I'm an advocate for those babies. And when I say babies, I'm talking birth to age 18, you know, be there for them. Make sure you're educating yourselves for them, because guess what? Once you have a kid, you ain't got no other choice but to be an advocate for your household. Somebody got to take lead. And it doesn't matter what age you are. Very often we will make excuses saying they don't I don't know something. Learn it. You know, back in the day for us to learn something, you know, and I'm telling my age I have no problem doing so. I'm 53 years old. And back in the day, you wanted to learn something, you had to go to an, to an encyclopedia. You had to go to the library and get an encyclopedia or like my mom, I think it was called Britannica or something, where it was a whole bunch of them things, all them books. And you had to read to figure out something. And wasn't nobody talking about mental health, you know, or abuse. That's why a lot of that stuff took place and even before our parents, you know, this stuff is ongoing. Somebody needs to break the daggone curse because what you can't do is keep talking about what happened in your childhood. If it's still affecting you, get help, you know? And if it's not, why keep talking about it? Do something different now that you know, fix it. You know, a lot of times people be talking about, they act as if, because you've had an experience, like you can't talk about it. It's just like I, I hear it all the time. And it's like a pet peeve of mine where somebody would be like, oh, can't nobody tell me nothing. You know, like if you're talking about a marriage or something and somebody feels like, oh, since you're single, can't nobody single tell me about um, a marriage. What? You know, please break that down because that's a very broad statement. And a lot of people say that thing and really allow themselves to believe in it and then you'll find someone who's single who's had the experience of being a wife and and figured out that they know their they figured out their value and their worth and chose to not stay in something toxic so you're going to say that person can't tell you something stop you're cheating yourself that's like going to a job or applying for a job and you actually had, um, say for instance, I can use me an example, you know, 2009 through 2017, office manager of a medical office. Do you think I learned anything during that tenure, that period? Managing an office, dealing with compliance, dealing with uh, credentialing, 
dealing with patients and um, electronic medical record systems and putting things in place and hiring people, all kinds of things that obviously I learned as far as healthcare management during that tenure. So just because I came out of that field and and went into just more so executive assistance field, you think I can't speak about that? And that was a five-year tenure. The other one was like eight or nine-year tenure. And not to mention getting licensed uh, as an insurance agent in 2003, becoming a realtor in 2005, like all of these experiences. Just because I'm not doing it anymore, I can't speak on it. Excuse you, but I don't know what you learn. People like that who says that, I don't know what you learn during your time, but for me, anything that I'm putting time into, I'm learning about it. Now, unless you are a person who get into something and you don't learn from it, you know, and I'm sorry if the wind is blowing, I'm going to try to speak over it so I don't have to re-record this because, like I said, I don't pre-record. It's just what you hear is what you get. I would have to come up with another topic, but hopefully... I can speak over the wind, but yeah, that's like a pet peeve of mine. And I can't wait to engage in conversations and be able to see your comments and things like that and not just talk at you. But I heard that again yesterday where, oh, I don't listen to me. And they weren't talking to me. I just heard it in somebody else's conversation online, but it's like on YouTube. If you're, if you're married, I mean, if you're not married, you can't tell me about marriage. What? I was in a 17-year marriage, got married at 20 years old, 1990. I decided to leave in 2017. And my husband at the time, very hard worker, very excellent job at NASA. I had an excellent job in healthcare, not to me. And then I decided to, um, I became an entrepreneur because we had the means for me to be able to do so got my real estate license, got my life and health license. Like I was doing my thing, but I needed to be there for my children first and foremost. Thank God they're all grown now, but I chose to make sure I was there for them. We grew apart. I had three bonus kids, three different mamas. And guess what? We all got along. It's called managing your household for peace. Everybody got along. Me, the moms, all of that, because we knew we had nothing against each other, and I knew how to respect them because I love my bonus kids. So why would I go against the moms and all of that? We didn't have that mess. It was a very good experience, period. And each one of them can vouch for it. So it can be done, and it was done. And it wasn't anything crazy. We're all monogamous. This wasn't no openness or anything like that. It was just people managing their emotions. Hi, good morning. Managing their emotions and putting the kids first, period. And if I signed up for it, that's what I was going to do. And I had two of my own, you know, five kids. Two, having the same mom, meaning me and my bonus kids, they had different moms, but they all had the same dad. But guess what? They were all, we were all one big family and we all got along together, graduations, birthday parties, Everybody always came to all of those milestones, the, the grandparents, you know, on their maternal side. Like we, we didn't have that foolishness here. I don't know how people do that. When you say you love the kids, you have to put your personal feelings aside and keep those kids first at the forefront, their best interests at the forefront, period. So managing that for 17 years. And like I said, we grew apart because I was young. 
You know, I'm now 53 years old. I was 47, I believe 47 when I, my youngest was 18. That's when I decided to say, okay, after their, his dad and I split, we co-parented very well. But I knew for me, I can't control what his dad did um, in terms of moving on in another relationship. But I just felt like their, their best interest was first and I needed to take time to learn who I was. And then I knew that I didn't want to get into another relationship until he turned 18, until my youngest turned 18, who's now 26 now. My oldest is 29 going on 30. You know, so for me, I wanted to make sure my youngest was 18. That way, anything that I do, if it doesn't work out, you know, because there's no blueprint for relationships, you know, at all. And for a narcissist, they will come in there showing up to be whoever you want them to be. And if you've never experienced this stuff before, you're going to believe people at their word. And if you are, if you're an empathetic person, you're going to believe that let the crime fit the punishment. You're not thinking that it's just never going to stop until you start seeing the pattern. And that's what I saw. So when I saw the pattern, the second relationship or the marriage, because he did, we moved very fast, you know, but it was all based on not wanting to fornicate. You know, he put that out there knowing I'm a Christian, you know, I don't want us to fornicate, whatever, whatever, you know, so being proposed to within a month, you know, and spared no expense on a ring, I just felt like, okay, I want to do this thing right. I wanted this, I wanted that, you know, never knowing the drinking problem and the, the, um, and I'm trying to make this as brief as possible, but the drinking problem and the, the personality disorder, that didn't come up in the beginning. You know, if anybody knows what love bombing is, they're going to cover that up. They're going to cover it up. They got to get you. They got to get you to where, to where they're comfortable, however long that takes. And I knew this person from high school. So 30 something years later, I'm like, okay, I remember you from high school. Now I know better, obviously. But at the time he had good work ethics and all of that stuff. And then he sold his share of the business and had money, you know, so money wasn't a factor. And he said he was going to start another business, going to real estate, blah, blah, blah. And that wasn't the case, you know. He had a DUI, he was on probation. Didn't think that was no big deal, you know, something unfortunately that happened. He got himself on track because it was an unfortunate thing. It wasn't like he was boozing and drunk every day and all of that. That really didn't come out until the pandemic. When I saw that, because I married him, started dating him the end of 2015. We got married in 2017, but we moved in together. Started dating in October, we moved in like October. October 2015, we moved together December 2015. Yes, we moved very fast. And I felt a sense of comfort because I knew him from high school. So I just went off of that and off of an assumption. And when I saw red flags, I still stayed because I felt like he had so many good qualities. And my kids loved him, even though they were grown, they loved him, he loved them. At least it showed all of that. So I'm like, this is a win-win situation. Awesome blended family. His youngest child, we got along well. My kids loved him. They loved, they're still close to this day. You know, so everything just seemed right. But my point is back to managing your own situation and being an advocate when you know something is not good and you're seeing these things and you're managing your household and all of that. And when it gets to a point where it's not right anymore because of emotional abuse, 
that one chose for me and other people like myself, when you choose to not accept that because you know your worth and you know your value, and unfortunately, two little people don't know. You know, it's not enough people who understand their value. They stay in these toxic relationships for umpteen years. So it's your choice, people who think that, oh, if you're not, if you're not in a relationship, you can't tell me nothing. What? You go on for it. I want to talk to the people who sit their ground, who know their worth, who know their value, men included, you know, that you're not going to stay in a toxic situation. You'd rather stay in a toxic situation and then have somebody just cheat on you. Instead of leaving, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to betray you, you know, or treat you like crap because I don't like you anymore. We're still in a relationship. And you can have women do it to men, men do it to women. So you rather people like that, y'all rather just let, because somebody's in a relationship, you rather, whether it's healthy or not, let them give you advice instead of the person who's had the experience back to like I was saying you've had the tenure you in a relationship or a marriage more so a marriage a committed marriage buying houses and all kinds of things and you got out peacefully where you and the person still get along but you know you understand boundaries and things like that you know sometimes people treat you better outside the relationship than they do when you're in it you know you set those boundaries and not that you want to, you know, put that you put that bad fish back in the pond and it's now somebody else's headache for them to deal with. No shame to them. But, you know, very, very often a narc, they just don't change because they don't think anything is wrong with them. And they have too many enablers around them who will cover up for them. So back to people who who think and again, I'm not telling you what to do. But I'm, I will say you're going to miss out on a lot of informative information that might can help you and save you. Stop thinking that you can't take advice or hear from somebody who thought enough of themselves to not stay in a toxic relationship because they don't want to hurt somebody else. And nor do they want them to hurt them. You know, you want to have a healthy relationship. And because you want to have a healthy relationship, especially for your children and bringing them up in a peaceful environment, if two people can't get along period. Why stay there? You're showing your child that it's okay to be unhappy. You know, you go into some of these households, parents don't talk. They don't do things together. So you rather have a child being raised in that kind of environment instead of separating yourselves, especially if you can't get it together peacefully in a healthy manner, do it the right way to always make sure your child's and your child's environment is a functional environment and not dysfunctional, you know? Take advice from those people who chose to do that so you can learn from both. I have a sister who has a healthy relationship, healthy marriage. She and her husband, they've been together since they were 13 and 14. She was 13, he was 14. Two beautiful kids who are now grown and they've been together for 15 years, but they have a healthy relationship, a healthy marriage. But I would say, in terms of relationships and marriages, I have more experience than she does, and I'm single. You know, I'm not single because I'm bad at relationships. You know, I'm single because I know my worth, I know my value, I know the environment that is conducive to me in terms of, you know, having my being physically, mentally fit and financially fit. You know, when you have a person who's not on the same page because you're not equally yoked. I'm not going to stand something like that, you know? 
And there are a lot of people like myself, but I can definitely give people advice. Go high again. I can definitely give people advice who's in those situations. Why? Because I've been there. That's how I can speak on a narcissistic relationship. That's how I can speak to being in a relationship with someone who battled alcoholism, who worked every day. And unless you know him, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it. You know, I could speak on what it looks like when somebody's taking you through pure hell at home. And when you go out around people, they're singing love songs to you at karaoke and just doing the most like they're just the best husband in the world. And you get home and it's totally the opposite. Probably by the time you get to the car, I'm a living witness. I can speak to that, you know, and that's how we help each other when other people have had experiences and they share their stories because they're not afraid to do so. It helps somebody else, period. You know, life experiences is your best teacher, your best teacher. Anybody can read a book and give advice. But when you've lived it and survived it and came out on top, I'm not going to give you the blueprint. Even if you got to tweak it a little bit, I'm not going to tell you about it. You know, in a 17 year marriage, you think I didn't learn anything in 17 years managing a household, a budget, managing buying property, houses built from the ground and all of that, managing picking up children from school, children outside of the home, picking them up every weekend, making sure everybody had what they needed. And now everybody's grown and we're still at peace. I can't speak about that to someone else. But you'll take advice from somebody who's nobody likes each other. They're fussing all the time. People cheating on, well, the wife cheating on the husband, husband cheating on the wife and got a baby outside the house, got a baby inside the house and all kinds of non-toxic crap. You know, not there for the kids. Somebody on medicine because they're depressed and all of that kind of stuff. Or somebody addicted to drugs because they, oh, they just hurt so bad. All kinds of stuff, no shame to them. You know, but thank God I've never been on any medication and I'm not on any now. And praise be to God. I pray that that never happens. Definitely not from the stress of something I can change. You know, so back to let me close this thing down. Y'all, y'all know I get to talking and again, out here doing this walk and talk. It's hot out here, but yeah. Overall, guys, be your own advocate. Do not let let anyone discourage you. You know, don't let anyone gaslight you, have you questioning your reality, you know, telling you what you are experiencing isn't real. Give them another chance. Like, you know what you can deal with. You got to know your breaking points. Don't be ashamed, you know, to set boundaries. You know, when enough is enough. So how do you manage that? Get educated, you know, about what you're dealing with when you're in a marriage or in a relationship. Get educated. And people who's, who's been there, done that, it doesn't mean that their blueprint is yours. But you can learn something from everybody with what to do, with what not to do, with how to tweak, whatever the case may be. You know, we all can learn something from someone. 
I know for me, it was better to learn from someone who was not a codependent or an enabler. Not when I'm dealing with a narc and an alcoholic together combined. And I got somebody else telling me, oh, just stay there. You go there and stay. You live there. I don't want advice from people like that. I don't want advice from someone to tell me to just stay there because they might compare mine. What you willing to, you're willing to deal with or what that you're dealt, you've dealt with, that ain't me. I'm not made up like that. I'm not made up to allow people to walk over me like a doormat. That's not me, you know, because I don't do that. And I do expect for you to give to me when I'm giving to you, period. And when that becomes a problem, I'm not accepting it because I feel that we have two consensual adults in this marriage, period. Or in this relationship, period. Two consensual adults. And I didn't sign up to be nobody's doormat. Most people don't. Did you sign up to be cheated on? Did you sign up to be gaslit, betrayed, love bombed, ignored, dismissed? Did you sign up for that? Treat you like crap, treat your children like crap, talk about your family members. You signed up for that? So either it's going to change or I'm going to do something about it, period. And when I say do something about it, I mean take control over your life. You be your own advocate. You run that ship. You be the captain of the ship and the pilot of that plane. You. People only do to you what you allow them to. So there are those of us who feel like it's no more. I'm going to do what I got to do to protect me and mine, you know, peacefully, respectfully, you know, don't let somebody else's actions change your character. And when you stay in a toxic relationship, that's exactly, hi, you stay in a toxic relationship, that's exactly what you're going to do. Allow someone else to change who you are and your character. So guys, you know, more is coming. (laughs) I'm going to shut this thing down. We're going to talk some more. Like I said, series three, it's going to be real, real, you know, I'll try to get some guests on here. Like I said, with my um, YouTube channel as I grow it and get that platform together. But I don't want to miss opportunities to at least coming, going live with my podcast. You know, I'm going to keep this thing growing, keep this community growing, because if it changed the life, the life of one person, that's more than enough for me you know of course I wanted to change the lives of many but I do what I do because I want to see you win I want to see more people be peaceful at peace I should say respectful you know it's like it, I, I remember and I'm gonna close with this I remember in high school our principal never forget Boyce Mosley God bless his, rest his soul. He's gone on to glory now, but I I came out of school in 1987. So my high school years were were 84 to 87. Some of the best years of my life. Oh my gosh, we had a blast. And high school was so good. But I remember him saying, you know, when people used to cut school and hook school, whatever the case may be, they had a lot of that before he became the principal of, of the school. They went through a phase where people wanted to just start just doing those kind of things, honey. He dropped them from the road. Parents were fussing and all that. He didn't care. He's like, you're responsible for your child. If they're not coming to school, we're dropping them from the road. You ain't got to sneak out because I'm going to put you out. So I say that to say in closing, people are going to do what they're going to do. That man or that sister, 
that brother or that sister, man or woman, whoever, you know, you ain't got to sneak. Speak up. Speak out. You can go. You know, that's what people need to start telling these folks. If it's a woman, go. If it's a man, go. I'm good. Because you got to believe in yourself enough to the point where you know what you deserve. And even if it doesn't happen tomorrow, take that time to get you right. And if you got minor children, get your children right. You got a parent or somebody, love on people who can love and respect you back. Very often you turn, a narcissist will have you turning your back on the very same people you need to be there for. Hello, hello. But I've been talking for 36 minutes, so I gotta shut up now, but we gonna, this conversation will resume, okay? Cause I got a lot on my chest I need to get off to help the people out. God has put it on my chest and I know somebody out there needs to hear it. So your girl, Rachel Real is out. Please continue to have a beautiful Sunday. Don't let anyone throw you off, you know? Don't let them throw you off because you control your destiny. You control your peace and protect it at all costs. I love you much. I will talk to you on the next episode. Your girl Rachel Rill is out. Bye.